This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Chuck and Chernoff on the road again. We're live at Fairway Social in Alpharetta. If you've not been to Fairway Social, I'm telling you guys you're missing out on 13,000 square feet of entertainment and golf and food and games, rooftop bars, back nine putting greens, uh, these simulators that allow you to play some of the top courses in the world. It's here in Alpharetta in the Maxwell Entertainment uh, District. You want to stop up by, check out this this spot, whether it's on a weekend, a weeknight, and you'll be glad you did even if you got the little ones they also have the xboxes hooked up yeah. in like the main room so you can put them there while you do some other adult stuff it's, it's something for everybody which is a big win uh los is in for the king chuck has uh, got the weather on top of him today hopefully back with us tomorrow the 4 p.m hour of our show is brought to you by south point financial services if you're looking to refinance your home or investment property you need to contact south point financial services at spfs Com. Because Los is in for Chuck, he is on CFT duty. He'll give us a college football today in five minutes. Tease us. Nick Saban is trying to protect his sport so that we can all continue living in bear. He We're bear. living in bear. It's the weirdest from the web that will surely get you a virus. You open attachments and what happens? You get a virus. Clickbait. Hi, Brandon Joseph. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Long time no talk. I uh, did. I did hear through the grapevine. This is this is what happens. We're at a studio, and I heard you guys got some great food drop to the station today. What were what did uh, we miss? Darn tune. We got the Just Barbecue Company at Heritage Golf Links. They dropped off some pulled pork and some smoked wings and some baked macaroni and cheese, which is the greatest in the world. So Heritage Golf Links is usually a part of our green card. They are. It's a great course anyway. But now they've got a world class barbecue joint right there. So you play, and then you go have Q. Like, is that is there a better day? I only miss the smoke wings, and I would destroy them. <laughs> like, if I got a first hole in one, I'd be like, veganism done for everyone. Well, I'm, I'm eating the wings. What, what a huge win that is. But uh, I, I'm having FOMO after I hear about the barbecue. The yeah, Los knows I don't golf because I passed out drunk one time on the 17th hole, <laughs> golfing, yeah. my only time golfing. But I'd golf again for some of this. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Maybe we'll get it on the uh, flip side. What's on the wheel of headlines today? Okay. Our first headline on the wheel is missing South Philly man found dead. May have won the lottery before being killed. John Kincaid passed away. You know what that would be like? Meeting the man of your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. It's ironic. (laughs) DK Metcalf's high school quarterback is somehow still in college and committed to his fifth school in seven years. He's very busy. Okay. A 24-year-old man mistakenly received an entire Japanese town COVID-19 relief money check. Japan is an Asian country. Thank you, Los. He keeps the cash and disappears. Oh, there's karma involved there. Yeah, right. but that's kind of, that's their mess up. Yeah. Company swamped with 31,000 CVs in 48 hours after offering to pay people to watch porn. Porn! Hmm. Introducing the loved one launcher, an ash-spreading cremation cannon. That actually could be quite useful. 
That one actually, I like. That's a good idea. I tried to spread my mom's ashes it on the beach. It, it doesn't work. Well, it was a windy day. Yeah, no, I know. Every time I've ever tried this, it doesn't work. There's a family from Charleston that had my mom on them. What did I say? wonder what her favorite song was. BJ, do you want to spin the wheel of hell? I got one Sunday. more headline. Oh. oh. <laughs> Russian heiress tortured and mutilated 130 servants as revenge for her lover cheating. Sounds like a light story. All right, we spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Wheel of headlines where it stops, no one knows. All those headlines up for grabs. 31,000 CVs in 48 hours after offering to pay people to watch porn. This is from... one. The guy is doing it to the girl from the rear. Thanks, Babs. <laughs> no. This is from Bed Bible. <laughs> Enjoyed his own drop right there. I'd like Mark that to be Walters. me at like 6.30. I mean. You get $17 an hour to watch porn and live in a house for 48 hours. This company is doing a study on intimacy and listed the job title as head of porn research. No, no, it's Matthew T. Turner. <laughs> 17 bucks. Now, can I ask a question? It's not like one of these gross theaters where I'm sitting with a bunch of other dudes. Like, this is a house? No, uh, it is remote. So you do it from your oh, house. So anybody can do this anywhere? Well, if you get hired for the job, yes. What's the downside? Uh, you have to spend 50 hours watching porn. Or getting caught. Getting caught by who? Your wife. But if uh, if no, I'm making some cash, yeah, if I'm bringing it home, right? So you have to gather information and data points on certain types of porn. Okay. Uh, with the areas of focus being positions, duration, uh-huh. number of peaks, the male to female ratio, hair color, and language. Do you understand? I'll break out a telestrator. I'm like John Madden giving you analysis on this. So can I say something real quick? So my wife used to sell mystery shops, basically. Did she? And it sounds like a great thing. I can go eat at places for free and get paid to do it. I remember reading about these mystery shoppers, right? It's not as fun. You don't enjoy it near as much. So I feel like this might ruin the pornography experience for you if you're having to take notes and everything else. What? So you really enjoy your, like, what, I'm sorry. I enjoy I, eating. I don't want to time the waiter every time they go back and how long it takes them to come back to the table. I, I swear I thought you were going somewhere different with that. Nope. But I, I guess my only point is, like, I don't even know if you have to enjoy your porn. Your porn is there for a reason. Yeah, but you're having to take notes. Imagine imagine how bad it was taking notes in class. Now you're taking right. notes during porn. Mine would not be really intricate. I agree. I don't think, I think you're going too deep on this. Started, stopped, like this. That's it. I mean, I don't know what, I'm sorry, I don't know what analysis, like, you think you're giving me here. Let's spin the wheel. You spin the wheel. Blonde and redhead. Boom. It's <laughs> <laughs> the name of the movie. It's a long spin. What's the next headline? 25-year-old South Philadelphia man found dead. He may have won the lottery before being killed. This happened in Gray's Ferry neighborhood of Philadelphia. Not that that matters to anybody but John Kincaid, but a man was found dead. Francis D'Erso was found in some bushes on Douglas Street. Uh, he had been missing for a couple of days, and it turns out that he had taken a photo of his lottery ticket. So police found it on his phone, but could not find the lottery ticket. Was that, are we using that as the uh, the reason that maybe, did he like post it somewhere? Um, they're saying, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Lottery Ticket with uh, the great actor Nicholas Bow Wow. Cage. Oh, I'm sorry, a different one. <laughs> in the hood, if you tell people you won the lotto, they generally yeah. want to take your money. Um, and this happened with him that he made it be known that he won the extreme green scratch-off ticket 
and has gone missing. And it showed on surveillance video that he went to the gas station to try to claim it. But you can't claim a million-dollar ticket at the gas station. You right. have to go to the office, and some people followed him out. I picture that scene in Vegas Vacation. I got the monies. The monies are mine. The this monies. Is, this is such a rookie move. And then you die. Because first off, once you win, you don't tell no, anyone. No, that, that's, the, that's the first one. Because even if you just say it in a, like, oh, my God, we won way, even if you're not going to get killed, people are going to start trying to charge you more for just everyday things because now they know you have more money. Don't tell anybody. And the other one, and this is number two, and this is f- by far much more important. Look, your dry cleaning just cost you $411 now. The weird part is how well, if you're not meant to have that money, you tend to not get that money. People that, like, here's a million bucks, and then they're out of money within, like, six months and everything else. Yeah. It's lottery winners yeah. notoriously go broke. Go broke. And the, the divorce follows yep, and all family it. issues and all that. No, but if you, Lois is 100% right. Here's the little, t- if you win the lottery, tell no one. I mean, if you're a husband, don't tell your wife. No, no, it's it's attorney, it's accountant. Get some people you can trust yep. and Dis- start lining out some stuff. And then disappear. Okay, let's spin the wheel. We'll do one more. All right. Wheel of headlines, quick bake. Headline number three. That's a big, strong spin. So wow. while this is spinning, I guess I can wish my father-in-law a happy birthday today. Oh, happy uh, happy birthday. birthday, Rick. He's going to be a grandpa soon who doesn't know the sex of his, his grandchild. 41. <laughs> no, he's older than that, I believe. Boy, that is one hell of a spin. Tired. It's at wrist of his, I guess. <laughs> Russian heiress tortured and mutilated 130 servants as revenge for her lover cheating. So you wanted to end on a high fun note. Yeah, of course. Why not? Daria Solskakova. Sure. Yeah, why not? She killed one right. more than 130 peasants, as this article puts it. Oh, no. Um, after uh, she was upset that her uh, lover was cheating. So this is an older story, right. uh, as in the 18th century, but they did some DNA testing and unearthed a lot of documents about this that they have still... Um, been saved. So this is the interesting thing about this is that she was a Russian heiress back in the 18th century and she found her lover at the time who was of a lower class cheating on her. So not only did she have him killed, she went in this town and now which is now Moscow and just randomly slay, uh, slayed 130 peasants as revenge, forcing him and his family to watch before he was ultimately killed. Okay, but, I mean, I understand taking out the lover. I understand that, but with the, the innocent 130, how, what does that do other than just... Is it just getting back at his class of people? They yes. watched. <laughs> that, that was it. She killed men, women, and young girls, some as young as 10, and apparently, according to these unearthed documents, said that she wanted to set an example that no man could huh. do her wrong. I understand. Again, why not stop at 10? Why not 12? She had to go to 130? That's I not the, you're not setting the tone at 10. Oh. I, I think right. I would have preferred the dead dog de- dedication. Hmm. Well, BJ, uh, that, uh, that's an uplifting story, so thank, thank you so much. As Bobby Bowden once said, that's like a woman, and that is clickbait. Off his back foot, touchdown! <laughs> Chuck Oliver's College Football Today, brought to you by Duffy Realty of Atlanta, because money matters. Good to be the kid. like a woman. Money always matters, and Duffy Realty of Atlanta will put more in your pocket. Three homes for Chuck Oliver sold through Duffy Realty. That's a huge amount of savings over going with your traditional real estate agent. My wife and I have worked with them on the buyer side. Outstanding program there, Duffy Realty of Atlanta. Check them out. Also sold my in-law's home in 24 hours. Everything taken care of extremely smoothly. So Nick Saban 
was meeting up with Paul Baumbaum, and they were talking about the state of college football. And, of I course, every coach out there has to talk about NIL right now. And Nick Saban had an interesting angle on it. He talked about parity in college football. Now, if there's one thing that has jumped out more than anything when it comes to coaching at Alabama, you get everything you want. You get the facilities. You get any kind of you, – you get to spend a crazy amount on travel when it comes to recruitment. Because, remember, those are things that your program gets to choose. Teams like Pittsburgh over in the ACC, they share a stadium with the Steelers. Miami, they don't have their own home stadium. They play in the Dolphin Stadium. It's not fair everywhere. Well, Nick Saban was talking about how scholarships, academic support, health care, whatever it is, that's all equitable. Coach, but it's not really all that equitable. He knows it's not. And so his concern with NIL is what happens to the programs that are closer to bigger metropolitan areas? I challenged the audience the other day when we were doing the audio fun bag. One of the players, the starting running back at the University of Texas, just signed an NIL deal with Lamborghini of Austin. Okay, he's got a Lamborghini. You know there are Lambo and Ferrari dealerships right here in Atlanta that can't wait to put Georgia players in them. That's part of it. If you want to go find a Lamborghini dealership in the state of Alabama, um, they don't really exist. In fact, they've got a couple of luxury car places in Birmingham, but that's not exactly the way you do it. So Nick Saban, who's been this champion of parody, is now seeing ways where maybe you could get over on my university, and that is something that he is not interested in. Chuck Oliver's College Football Today, brought to you by Duffy Realty of Atlanta on the College Football Voice of the South, 680 The Fan. So when I read that story or saw the clips anyway of what Saban said to Feinbaum, all I could think of is Saban realized I had already cracked the code on the old system. I got it all down. Anything that changes might not be as good as, as it is now because somebody else might game the system in a way. And, and all I could think of is Jimbo and Texas A&M. Texas a and is a good program. But Alabama and Texas A&M, there's a gulf between the two. But now in the new NIL world where Texas A&M can claim they didn't just you know buy a recruiting class, well, the gap might have just been, you know, uh, closed in a way that it never would have been before NIL. And I think that's what Saban's referring to is I can't control some of this stuff in a way I could before. And that's when these guys lose the control of the system, that scares the hell out of them. No, it's the, the, I've already figured out this game. Yep. Now you change the game on me. And these schools have now a way to take away some of my advantages. Yeah, I have a feeling. Bama will be just fine. Georgia, Ohio State, the rich will still be rich. It's the other schools that might be pretty rich have now gotten richer, too, which could close that gap, and that, that scares these guys. All right, coming up next, for a team trying to find consistency, this has been the best part of the Braves, and it ain't even a debate. We'll tell you about it next. It ain't even a debate. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 
Brought to you by South Point Financial Services. If you're looking to refinance your home or investment property, you need to contact South Point Financial Services at SPFS.com. Coming up in five minutes, Lowe says the Falcons are putting the pieces together for a nice foundation for a nice young quarterback. Just not at that position yet, he'll explain coming up. But first, with all the stuff about the Braves and all the jewelry and all the stuff, that we've talked about not working, and it's not been good. Offensively, lately, it's just been, I mean, it's been an S show. It has just been frustrating to watch. We've talked all about the strikeouts. We've wallowed in it. We've been, uh, you know, trying to come up with solutions as if we can fix it. But I actually want to take a minute to talk about something that's worked. Los, if I asked you right now the best part or piece of the Atlanta Braves through 36 games is, yeah, I have a show sheet, but I agree. I, th- I think this is the, the this is the one that that I I know that when you ask him to do what he's supposed to do, he's done it the best and most consistently so far. The least uh, drama free guy on this team that has just been consistent from A to Z has been Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen, Max Fried's been great after his first two outings. Kyle Wright's been mostly dominant. Kenley Jansen has been so good. Uh, And Will Smith's numbers at the end of last year looked really good, 37 saves, and he was nails in the postseason. But we know what that wild ride was like in the the regular season. We we got a little bit of this just this past week where Will suddenly gave us one of those. We just, we haven't had one of those from Kenley. With Will, it was always a bunch of traffic, dancing through raindrops, and you hoped he got out of it. Let me give you some numbers on Kenley to this point. And I'll start by going back to his first appearance against Cincinnati, which was Rocky. That uh, night, he gave up three runs, three hits, and a walk. The Braves had a four-run lead, I believe, going into the inning. Since then, Kenley's made 13 appearances. He's allowed just one run, a total of three hits, and three walks covering 13 and two-thirds innings. On the season, he's got 20 strikeouts and only three walks in 14 and two-thirds. He's faced 53 hitters and allowed just one extra base hit in the entire season. He's holding opponents to a 150 batting average, 140 slugging, and 310 OPS. He had a stretch loss after that first appearance against the Reds where he went eight straight hitless innings, giving up just one walk, and he struck out 11. When I say there's been absolutely no drama, what he did the other day where the Braves had the lead and then gave up four in the eighth and brought Kenley in in the eighth to try to put the fire out to try to get him there. He was good in that inning. He just got bad defense behind him. Then the Braves took the lead and he came out and had a drama-free ninth. He's given up no home runs, knock on wood. Very few base runners. He's got a 0.61 whip, which to this point is a career best. Small sample. We'll see where he is by June or July and and then at the end of the year. But Kenley to this point... 
Like, you couldn't ask for more. That's how drama-free and good and just dominant he's been. A really good pitcher has a, a whip of right around, like, 1. Like, 1.0. 1. If you're under 1, you're feeling great. Yeah, if you're .6, it's ridiculous. That means that no one is on base and no one's touching you. And that's largely been what he's been. Outside of, again, that first time out, it's like, okay. And we were told by a number of people that cover the Dodgers, you'll get one like that every now and then. They're just rare, but right. you'll get one. All right, I got one out of the way, and for the better part of the last six weeks, I sit back, and when he comes in, it's weird. I'm either the game is over or we're going to extras because he's coming in the ninth, and it's just about making sure to keep it right here. A year ago in L.A., he was a lot like Will Smith, though, a lot of base runners, a lot of, you know, high-leverage spots where, you know, one gapper all of a sudden changes the whole game, and he was giving up the home run ball, which hasn't been the case at all. And Think how important it is. Matzik's on the I.L. now. Uh, Will had a couple of clunkers over the weekend. Colin McHugh's sort of been up and down. Like, it hasn't been... Now, the the bullpen on the hole's been good. They've been good as, as the a bull, group. Yeah, the yeah. group's been... I mean, go look at the, the, the statistical, you know, group together. They've been good. Minter's been great. Uh, now, all of a sudden, Spencer Strider might find himself in some more high leverage. But to know that you've got Kenley where he is, and they were going to arrest him last night no matter what, that you'll get him tonight, and, and if things go well, you get a save tonight, you'll have him available to, for tomorrow afternoon. He's just been nails. Been great. I like the idea, and we saw it last night with what Milwaukee was able to do, where they lined it up and said, here's what you're going to get. Here's our setup. Here's our clothes. This is the end of that. That's church. I like the idea that the Braves, if you're able to get five or six innings, you then turn into that team. Yeah, where typically it's been seven, eight, nine, and you go, we're good. The, uh, the Josh Hader thing right now is unfair. He hasn't been touched all year. He hasn't given up anything. To put the bat on the ball, you're like, oh, that was a good inning. I don't mean to get a hit off Hader. When you think back to what Freddie did to him in the playoffs, unreal. to go oppo the way he did, that guy doesn't give up stuff like that ever. He, uh, He's he a got, machine. He fell behind Matt Olson. Huh. And then over the next three pitches, carved him. He made Matt Olson look like he'd never seen a fastball before. I mean, it's just, I mean, it was 3-1. I'm like, we got a shot here. This is amazing. And then, okay, it's, it's the end of that. I shouldn't be asking on the air, but isn't he about to hit free agency? Oh, he's got to be close. Like, he's one of those guys that I think you're always very dangerous to go big with closers because of the volatility of it. I don't know, man. <laughs> that might be the one you're like, let me throw all conventional wisdom out the window and just pay well, him. You, well, you know what he might be deserving of? And we saw it here. If you're a pretty good closer, you might get a three-year deal, maybe four if things are if things are pretty nice. But yeah, he's got a he's on a one-year, eleven million dollar deal right now. Okay, so he is going to hit free agency. He has one more arbitration. He's got year. One, more arbitration one more arbitration. Year. Year. Yeah. Okay. So he'll hit it the year after. All right. At, at thirty years old. Well, there's already been talked to Milwaukee might not be able to keep him just because the the money might break the bank, which he's going to get it in a big way. All right, coming up in five minutes, while the rest of the football world will be thankful for this four-day pigskin palooza. I don't think we're going to be as lucky locally. I'll tell you about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. But first, the Falcons, Lowe says, are putting some pieces together that could result in a nice foundation for a young quarterback, just not at that position. So I was reading an article about Justin Fields. Uh, I just wanted to kind of do the update, what they think about him in Chicago, the fan base and everything else. And they're obviously they're going through transition. New coach, new way they're going about their business. And... They want to get Justin Fields up to speed. Obviously, when you use a top pick on him the way they did, they want it to work. And Chicago, as part of this article, brought up what their their intentions were for this upcoming year. And I started comparing it to what the Atlanta Falcons are doing and what we're going to be doing long term. For years, we've always heard, you know, the the quarterback's best friend is a run game. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That was that was true in 2008 with Matt Ryan. Um, 
Like I, I remember seeing it in Dallas in twenty four or 2016 when it was Zeke Elliott and all these, these young kids. A, a run game does help. You know what a better friend is? A big, fast defense. I've heard about those. I haven't seen them a lot, but I've heard about As them. As Hoyt likes to tell me, a hungry D. Okay? That is better for a young quarterback in the league now. In Chicago, this story brings up, they didn't have a first-rounder because of their trade for Justin Fields. They used three of their four, first four picks on defense. Part of it was a correlation between how much better was Mitchell Trubisky for us when we had a defense that could keep the game in play. And I started thinking about it in terms of the Falcons where you draft two edge players, you draft a middle linebacker, you basically made it a point to go get a Casey Hayward, and you got some pieces where you said, we're going to focus on getting better defensively because we have to get guys on the ground. The other part of that is whether it ends up being Ritter or Mariota or somebody as a future first-round pick, having a guy not have to chase 30 points a game is so much better for a young quarterback. It's not just the run game. It's if you can put a defense on the field where you say, son, if we can get to 24 points, we win today. If we can get to 20, we win today. That's a lot easier for a young guy than going out and saying we got it. Like, what was it, in 2016 when they averaged, what, 34, 35 points here? That was nice. But, but you also kind of had to at a certain point because they were giving up 28. Uh-huh. So that, that's just one of those deals where I'm now seeing the Falcons – Kind of going about, we've talked about how they've been building over the last. We talked about the largeness of the receivers and not spending a crazy amount on their wide receivers. That money's going to other places. We'll see how it gets reallocated next offseason. But they're also now trying to put defensive pieces out there to where the young quarterback or any quarterback will not have to consistently chase points. All right, to your point, while you were talking, I went back and looked at the last time the Falcons, last two times, the Falcons played a young quarterback. In Matt Ryan's case, he was a rookie. In Mike Vick's case, he was a second-year player but a first-year starter. Back in 2002, when Mike Vick took over, the Falcons went 9-6-1. and The defense was not great, but they held opponents to 19 points a game. I mean, think about that. Finished eighth. They were eighth in the NFL in fewest points allowed. That was not a great team. No, but that's good. But they had a formula, too. The formula in that case was, you know, Vic could pull it down and run it, but we also had work done in TJ Duckett, and all of a sudden we had this run game that we liked. 2008, the formula again was we want to protect Matt. We bring in a big running back, but we also think we have a decent enough defense, which only gave up 20 points a game, which was 11th in the National Football League. So your point is a fair one that – I don't know if this defense ever could pull off 19 or 20, but can he be 24? Can you live in that world where you're able to force some turnovers and then in Mariota's case or definitely in Ritter's case, if he ever gets on the field, you're not asking him to try to outscore people, which is just not a realistic goal. Well, just think as this group gets a little bit older and you've brought up some of the guys in free agency, you're going to have $100 million to spend here. And because of the cap carrier rules where you have to spend 90% of your salary cap on a three-year rolling average, it's not like you can spend $40 million and be comfortable. I mean, you can bank the other 60 and Arthur's use it the following not, year. They haven't done that. No. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because I saw the latest update after some of the Grady stuff and the Jake stuff that had them north of $70 million that could become more if Dion's money comes off the books next year, right. depending on what happens with... Uh, Calvin Ridley, like what, what, if he's suspended again or because his his fifth year is guaranteed. So that's 11 million bucks. It's 11 million bucks. The question is, if somebody trades for him, that 11 million goes away. If he does not get reinstated, that 11 million never hits your cap. The Dion money would would be about 15 million off the cap post June 1st, which they could roll over to next year because they're not going to spend it now. So is that how we're getting closer to that hundred million? That's how you're getting close to like that 90 million dollar number. If if those two, depending on what happens with Calvin and what they do with Dion, you're going to have so much money to spend that 
you can really start talking about a, a team, that, and you're not used to this. No. Okay, you've talked about this to me all the time. I bring it up all the time. The last time the Falcons had 40 sacks in a season was 2004, which they led the league, which sounds crazy. You might start being able to put together a Falcons team that is pretty intimidating on defense because of money and draft picks. You could go out. We always talk about the money whip just to try to get somebody to consider you when they wouldn't otherwise. Would you? I would say this. Do you think you have one of the best interior defensive tackles in the game? I still think he's up there with some nice pieces around him, sure. Do you think you have the best, one of the best corners in the game? Oh, yeah. I agree. AJ's there. Okay. Now what can if I find one or two other things that I'm into and spend some money? If I don't know what the edge rush market looks like. Usually the best players don't get to the market. But you'll get that next wave of pretty good. Now, you could sign three or four pieces. Yeah. And that all of a sudden remakes your defense. If you get it right, changes the, the look of the team. And, again, away from the we got to score 30 every day, we got wide receivers run all over the field, it turns into a pretty ba- a pretty quarterback-friendly team. The other part of that that matters is they won't be expensive at quarterback, even if they nope. draft their next one or if Mariota happens to click or they play Ritter. They're this just is, not this be is light at the end of this tunnel. I hope again. so. I really do. All right, let me be quick about this. Um, the uh, – one of the best times of the football calendar is around the holidays. I mean, it's just it's a great time of year because you have time off, families together, you have extra time to watch games. Like that window from about Thanksgiving Day till about New Year's Day is pretty great. And that first weekend where you get now three games on Thanksgiving Day because, you know, two wasn't enough. Now we need three. Then we get Friday stuff. Then that Saturday is usually uh, rivalry weekend in college football. That Sunday starts to get really important in the NFL. Well, Peter King in his Monday Morning in America column wrote a piece about how Fox could have the best weekend in the history of their network over that four days. And I thought this was pretty intriguing. He mentions on Thursday the game they'll have on Thanksgiving is Giants against Cowboys. He says a smart TV person told me if the Giants have a pulse by then, this will be a 30 million viewer audience. 30 Definitely. Million. Yeah. Friday will be World Cup Day. USA England at 2 o'clock on Fox should draw an audience of 25 to 30 million. Saturday will be Michigan, Ohio State. The rivalry at noon, which will get a minimum of 20 million if both teams are better, could be 25 to 30 million. And then Sunday will be a doubleheader on Fox that the early window is Bucks Browns, which is Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson. The late window is Rams Chiefs. Oh. Yeah, that noise you just made is every exec at Fox going world champion Rams, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs. They recently played one of the greatest games I've ever seen in NFL history. That was not that long ago, so that should draw at least $25 million. So the whole nation is just going to be overindulging, overeating, overdrinking, overwatching football. I mean, we're just going to be overdoing everything, except locally. We're going to get half of the fun. Like, you'll get the Thursday Thanksgiving triple header, including that middle game with Dallas and, and in New York, but you'll also be doing it between, you know, bites of your turkey and pretending you like your family. Friday, you might do the World Cup fun. Saturday at noon, you know what we're getting. We're not getting Michigan-Ohio State. We're going to have all eyes on Georgia, Georgia Tech, because that game is predestined to be noon every Saturday of, of rivalry weekend. Noon kick in Athens. Here's what we're doing. Now, when the game gets out of hand, it's 30, it's 35. You'll flip over the second half, but you won't get the whole game. So that Saturday's been taken from you. And then Sunday, do you know what the Falcons are going to do to this market? They're going to have the Falcons and the Washington Commanders doing football battle, Marcus Mariota and Carson Wentz, while the rest of the nation is gobbling up Brady and Deshaun Watson, getting ready for Mahomes and Stafford. We're getting Mariota and Wentz with the Falcons and the Commanders. I've managed to avoid all of this, Eek, because we're doing the 
Thanksgiving over at the beach. Uh-huh. So I get like the other out of market. So I get oh. like the market where like like the the very best games they they feed them to you there. Very clearly, this is a different era where you could watch whatever you want. Yeah, you're not. This isn't nineteen. I'm just saying I don't have to go chase it. No. I don't have to go work for it. I'm like, oh, they're gonna feed me these games. There was a time in 1989 where I got the game I got, and that was it. Yep. But now between Red Zone, NFL packages, other ways to see the game, I can see whatever I want. So I have two HBO accounts. That's L- true. Loses. I mean, that's how the the other side live. That's how the better half. They have two HBOs. I can afford it. I you've rubbed that in multiple yeah, times. Yeah. Um, but it's just funny that Georgia Georgia Tech will be the top billing here, while the nation's doing Michigan Ohio State Falcons Commanders top billing here, where everybody else is Brady. You want to know what you're going to do though? You're going to be talking about your Georgia team getting ready to go to the playoffs and play for big things in Ohio State and Michigan. I don't know. We'll see. Could be. Could, Could be, be very be. true. Yeah. Could be very true. All right, uh, coming up next, a what if. Your wife as out. a dude. Chuck, say that again? Your wife as a dude. Huh, I had not you considered that. Maybe, maybe so. I would That's not. not the what if. Okay, Chuck, please. <laughs> That's not the what if I was referring to. This is a different what if that will leave Falcon fans with a lot of pause and not a lot of faith. We'll tell you what it is next. <laughs> Turn off on the fan. We're live at Fairway Social. Here until the Braves and the Brewers get things cranked up tonight. I don't have a voice like Art Madman Maring. I just can't do it. That's what a radio professional sounds like. A couple of ham and eggers here. Los is into the king. I We're am starting at- a cult. It's important to be, uh, you know, living your best life and join clubs and get out there, Chuck. That's good for him in 2022. I uh, know Charles is out today with a uh, illness. Los is in. Hopefully, Charles back tomorrow. It's a desire to create a cult. I mean, he's got to have goals. Excuse me. Did that sneeze go out over the air? It did. (laughs) We're at Fairway Social until uh, Braves and Brewers action takes over. I hope you guys are going to be involved, even if you're not going to be there with us in person, but just listening for our 21st annual Georgia's Home Credit Union Fan Classic. It's presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. It's one of the coolest events we do every year. It benefits Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. It's happening Thursday, June 9th at Lanier Island's Legacy Golf Course. It happens uh, as well Friday, June 10th, which is sold out. Two days with food, adult beverages provided for both days, and uh, both flights are always a great time. You can find out more at 680thefan.com. Every player gets hooked up with tons of swag. Each day ends with a fan's award ceremony, music, raffles, prizes, silent auction, and, of course, your favorite fan personalities. Thanks to some of the great folks who made this happen, like Atlanta Painting Company, Attorney Ray Judice, our friends at uh, Corona, Beaver, Toyota, and Georgia Power for uh, being a part of one of our coolest events we have each and every year. So, Lowe's tells me there's a what-if that could leave Falcon fans without a lot of faith, and I don't want to live that life, because I've already lived it. It's a possibility. Not saying it's a likelihood. I'm just saying that the ringer, which I, I like their work. I like some of the stuff when they deep dive some information. They had an article about the possibility of the upgrades of different units around the NFL. For instance, they talked about the the Chargers front seven after they've added what they've added. Right. They've done what they've done. It's like, okay, that might be kind of interesting, and you need that in that division. Well, one of the things they brought up was that was kind of interesting was, what if the Saints have figured out a receiver? Because... The numbers they had were for weeks one through eight when Jameis Winston, while he was playing, hadn't had the ACL injury yet. They were a five and two football team. And what's more important is that they would have a, a it was the expected passing yardage, the success rate on the passing game. 
and it was a point one six. So it was in the plus. So it, more times than not, when they were throwing the football, things were working out better for them. Well, once Winston went down, they were four and six, and all their numbers across the board fell. Well, the thinking is, if you're now adding some of the weapons that they're adding, for instance, if you want to tell me that what would they look like with a Chris Olave and a Jarvis Landry and a healthy Michael Thomas? Okay, maybe they have actually fixed it because it was anemic. When we, when we played them in Atlanta, watching the Falcons defend them, it was just stay in front of them. None of them can run by you. None of them can do much of anything. If the Saints have happened to fix their passing game, again, there's no Sean Payton, so we'll see kind of what it is as far as the, the genius of the offense. But at least that's one of the units that we can point to in the NFC South and say, if that's improved, that's a problem. I would agree, but now I'm going to look at this through my hate Saints eyes. So you go, very, yes, you should. I'll be very clear on the front end. I think Jarvis Landry is a broken version of Michael Thomas. Jarvis Landry, year after year, the numbers continue to dwindle to, I think it was 11 yards per reception a year ago. Michael Thomas, to me, is a very good player. I don't know that I should ever have him as my number one. And Chris Olave is a rookie. I would say the same about Drake London in Atlanta. I don't expect a ton out of rookie receivers. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't expect a ton. Los, here's the biggest issue. You've got to tell me that you believe Jameis is going to be the right answer. Because there was points last year, the opener against Tampa, where he was 6 for 10 for 56 yards, and the Saints won the game even with that. There were games where he threw for 111, a buck 48, a buck 28. There was a game where he hit one of his better games. He was 15 for 30, 50% passing, but he also had four touchdowns and 279 yards. The problem with Jamison trying to predict that offense is I don't think you or me or anybody in the Saints offensive game plan room knows what you're going to get week to week with him. And, and I think that's where they have it intentionally, and we talked about this in the previous hour, They've tried to make sure that the defense is the lead. Yes. The defense is going to be the defense, and your job is to make sure that things don't get crazy. The, the Saints' biggest problem, and this was their 28th-ranked number in terms of their success on third down, they couldn't separate from anybody. And, and Michael Thomas, it's not about downfield. It's just that when it you need the third and eight, he can go get well, it. He can body he up that. somebody. Yeah, he does that. But I guess I would say about Jameis, what was always the best attribute to Jameis? Going to throw it deep, going to go crazy with it, going to go for 350 yards. The lack of accuracy at times was always jarring on what we would always deem pretty simple NFL throws. The, the, the intricate things that you needed to, to convert on a regular yeah, ball basis. Ball placement, yeah. you know, gosh, from a back shoulder, uh, throwing into traffic, tight windows. Maybe he's going to be better at that. I just have to see it. I just think that if he plays average, because that, that's what his numbers basically said was you right. were very average. He was 59% completions, which in the NFL today... That's low. You want to be 65 plus. Anybody under 60, like 65 is now sort of the, the bottom of it. Like, because it's so easy to complete seven yard passes. But understand, they were five and two with him playing that sure. style. And so you kind of wonder what happens if, if that continued. And his uh, touchdown to interception ratio was great. It was 14 to three a year yeah, ago in that. It was clean. And then they dropped off to Trevor Simeon and they tried the Taysom Hill thing again. Total mess. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, 16 has not been so sweet for the Braves lately. Plus, I'm glad we're not represented at Nick Knight. The New Otherwise, York Knicks are trash. Yeah, they are. Otherwise known as the loser lottery. It's happening again tonight. We'll talk about it next. I'm not finished. I mean, this is a disgrace. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 